0: But uh, I I have this week's uh, good idea, bad idea. Okay.
1: Remember? (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Okay.
0: So we believe in full support here. And by we, I mean me. And uh, I mean show out support. So uh, the Bearded Wonder had a uh, pop-up over the weekend for Super Bowl. You know, yours truly. I I had to go out. So I went, showed up like 20, 25 before, and I just stood in front. Just awkwardly, just standing front of the line. I, I, I know what's going on in the back end, but people just look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, no, no, no. This is what needs to happen. So cheat code for anybody out there doing pop-ups, bring an extra buddy with you when you're setting up and just have them stand in front of the line, just waiting until you're ready. Because psychologically, it forces people to get that that immediate feeling of FOMO, fear of missing out. So people you know, eventually came up behind me like, what are you waiting for? It's like, oh, barbecue. Like, is it good? And I'm being honest. I'm not lying. I said, no, it's great. This guy makes amazing sausages. His last pop-up he did a week ago, he sold out in under two hours. So I wanted to make sure I got my order in early. And that's what I was telling the people in the line. So more and more people (laughs) got in line. But I mean, like, what are you getting? I was like, well, I'm getting a big order. I'm getting some uh you know, a couple pounds of brisket and some sausages and this and they're like, that's a lot of food. It's like, yeah, you know. It's Super bowl. It's Super Bowl. He sells out fast. I wanna get mine now. Like that that's just what it is. So uh good idea, bad idea, good idea. Go support your barbecue buddy at his pop-up. Um <laughs> bad idea put in a hefty like 200 plus dollar order for the first order and make it to go.
1: <laughs> hey, you know, you know what we had a like, we, I knew what was going to happen. I knew. So good idea. People shouldn't feel bad about people waiting in line for barbecue. Yeah. Take it an, an order at a time. Exactly. Like yeah. don't, don't like get a stack of tickets. Cause when you get a stack of tickets, people walk away and they get impatient. But if you haven't taken their order yet, they're more likely to be patient with you. Yeah.
0: Very yeah. true. And you know, for one of the, Things I do during my events when I've got my little uh, barbecue, barbecuey cutie helping me miscare, I uh, we chop up pieces of brisket and we'll work the line. Mm-hmm. Like you know, when we stock up. We you know we make sure everybody in line gets a little nibble. Something to entice them. Like yeah, I'm not walking away from this right here. You know, <laughs> so uh, that's my that's my good idea, bad idea.
1: No, I appreciate the support.
0: Anytime, man. Um, I guess I should. I should go to the opening
1: before we hit like 30 minutes into the show, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, we have a problem. Of like We do that late title crawl.
0: Yeah, we do. So let's let's hit that in uh, right now. <music> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Rashid Phillips, and welcome to This Week in Barbecue, the barbecue-focused podcast that introduces you to both the good, the bad, and everything in between in the world of barbecue. Joining me is my amazing co-host, Mr. Brian Hull. And on the third mic you can't see, say hey, Lee. How's it going, guys? Lee makes us look like we know what we're doing, and uh, we're excited. Semi-professional. Semi, semi, not too semi. Yeah.
1: We don't not, want to be too semi. real pros, because then there's then there's expectations. The expectations. We just yeah, can't yeah,
0: do yeah. that. We're, we're like the first time out on amateur night, and we kill it, but we never go back again,
1: <laughs> and on a high note. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, can we start with a non-barbecue-related uh, question? Okay. We brought it up last week. Okay. Okay. Who are your, who are your top NBA players of all time? are my top NBA player? Because when I said Uh, when I said LeBron might not even be my number two, you, uh... I I, my top,
0: in no particular order.
1: No, (laughs) you gotta put them in order.
0: No, no, no. I'm just saying my Mm. top, my top five, (laughs) my top five scattered around there in no particular order. uh, Bill Russell, um, Magic Johnson, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Bird. Whoa. Yeah, left whoa, field, left field. Whoa, left field.
1: That's not where I expected this to I go. Know. No
0: one no, no, saw it. No one sees it coming. I mean,
1: so so I'm I'm going. All right, I'll put them in order. Okay, go, go reverse. Go for it. They're going to yell at you, not me. I, they'll yell, they'll yell <laughs> at me. Uh, let's see. I probably I probably do Magic Johnson five, like yeah. just edging out Kobe. Wait, did you –
0: so what you're saying, Kobe's not in the top five? No. Oh, they are going to go after you.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, If anybody uh, who dribbles a ball, they're coming after you. Then LeBron is four. Richard, get him. LeBron's four. Okay. Kareem's three. I need to know who the hell one and two are. Bill Russell's number two and Michael Jordan's
0: number one. How did you put Mike above Russell? Mike doesn't even put himself above Russell.
1: Like, Mike changed the game – it's true but no one's touching Bill. No one's touching Bill. No one's touching Bill. I look look if we had if we had Bill highlights we we do have a Bill Russell documentary now. Yeah, just but, if we, if we, Netflix. but if we but if we had Bill highlights uh like Bill was probably number 1 but like I I remember Jordan was the most hated like my most hated player growing up because it's like how do you beat this guy every time he would go like I was rooting against Jordan at all times and he would find a way to come like th- that yeah. Utah Jazz series where he's just put him on the back like destroyed all hopes and dreams mm-hmm. they think they're gonna win and he just ice cold goes up and throws that shot up yeah like no no I, 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 and I, I, I get it. and the reason I won't put LeBron higher is. I'm not I'm not mad at LeBron's person. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not mad at LeBron. I, I, I think I won't even hold I won't even hold the decision video like against him. He was a free agent. Come on, yeah, man. Like he'd pick whatever. Want? I think post Miami Heat, he's kind of a bad teammate. <laughs> uh, I mean, would you want to play on a post Miami LeBron James team when you're not like a superstar level talent?
0: Well, if I'm not a well, for me, I'm built different. If I'm not a superstar level talent, yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I can't get mad at how he behaves because he feels like that's his only option. But I've got to, you know, act accordingly and showcase in a way that makes his move seem ridiculous. Like, yo, you do have a dominant other player. here. Yeah. You know, uh, but, but, you know, the fact that you won't have Kobe in your top five, good luck to you in the comment section.
1: <laughs> Dude, Kobe, Kobe's like Six. That's not,
0: I'm not, 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 I don't want, <laughs> I want no parts.
1: I mean, if if we're talking no about parts. like, if, if we're talking, honestly, if we're talking about like mentality, yeah. it's Michael Jordan one, Kobe Bryant two. Mama mentality is honestly like his dedication to the game.
0: I would only put Kobe above Michael in that because, and we all know depending on which you want, but Kobe didn't tap out. Kobe didn't leave to go try other stuff like Kobe stayed he's like I'm not going anywhere Kobe's like I'm gonna gnaw my leg off if I have to like this is all it is you know Mike had built in some time you could go ahead and do all that stuff well he did, he did it mostly because of his dad yeah yeah I get that too yeah. but still Kobe and, and Kobe
1: and Kobe never gave him a space jam oh
0: gosh <laughs> yeah yeah despite despite LeBron giving a space jam too uh, I still I, have him in the top I, five. I haven't I haven't watched that yet do yourself a favor don't <laughs> yeah. It's not worth it.
1: All, all I saw was the screenshot of ha- they somehow worked in the um um. God, what is the Stanley Kubrick movie based uh, on the book that shouldn't be in a kids
0: movie?
1: Whoa, uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell and and the white suits and like I'm I'm blanking on the name. I should know this movie. I'm blanking too. Yeah, you got me. Hold on, I'm gonna look at it because I'm gonna feel stupid if I don't get this right. Um, the drug, the drogue drogues. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, clockwork orange. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there was like in the new space jam movie, they're sitting courtside at, in a scene. I'm oh, like, God, that's, exactly. they should not show up in a kid's movie whatsoever. Oh. There
0: was a lot of things growing up in kids' movies that we had that should not have shown up in them.
1: But no, I mean, but like they're they're trying to make this like do the the MCU connected universe thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't <laughs> Clockwork Orange people should not in your in your uh, connected universe. Got it, got it.
0: No, that was that was a good. One. That's gonna be yeah. We need to break out of this one because this will be immediately very yeah <laughs> very interesting. Um, but yeah, we've got a few little minor. Touch much before we get into our Q&A episode today. Um, AI-powered grills. So I was doing some old digging on the interwebs, and there is a company out there called Brisk It. Brisk It. Separated play on words like, oh, that's so clever. Let me guess they're based in Texas. Um, and it is a fully AI-powered rig. Fully controlled. Like... Um, I, it's weird to explain. Like I got to, sh- I'll, 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 I'll link the, um, the promo video, but it's very weird. It sort of takes a bit from everything. And really their ad makes it, it's like, Hey, so glorified, easy bake oven, you know, you can, you know, who do, who wants to be king of the grill when you can just relax instead? type of thing. Like, you, you know, it's, I don't, I think it's almost, it's, it's the equivalent to glamping, but for barbecuing, it's so weird, like it can somehow detect what type of protein meat you have on there and how long it needs to do everything. It's really weird. And I'm just like, that doesn't belong in barbecue, maybe, but we are in the AI generation. Is it going to wrap
1: your brisket for you? Uh, It's such a weird thing. Does it, does it, does it trem and season for you? Like, is it, is it, does it know to add the Lowry's? Tr- oh, can't,
0: can't forget the Lowry's. And don't you forget that, that, uh, that turtle seasoning.
1: <laughs> turtle seasoning. No,
0: it's, 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 it was a very weird ad. And I was just like, is this the future? Is AI the future of barbecue? Cause you already have, you know, pizza places trying out the pizza machines to serve pies. And they've got the chicken wing machine that's doing chicken wings. Um, and you can see, I think the wing machine is in, in New York and they've got it, you know, clear plexi so you can watch and make
1: all your stuff. So
0: um, what do you guys well, think? Uh, is AI taking over
1: barbecue? I mean, McDonald's rolled out the AI ordering system that's going smashingly well. Oh,
0: so well. Uh, nothing ever goes wrong when you order
1: from. Uh, hey, you want a Mountain Dew? Get a medium Coke. <laughs> I mean, they don't. in fairness, they don't serve Mountain Dew. So yeah. like the person ordering that, but the, they like, it doesn't detect that you're saying something that they don't have. It just adds an item. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Um,
0: and I want to know, do you miss me when
1: we're not filming? I asked you this. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> and I don't get invited to these steak dinners or anything. So yeah.
0: I don't know if you get, are you just coming here for the liquor? Is that what it is? I'll,
1: I don't, I'm not a big drinker. So like the liquor is not, not, in, not the enticement. So
0: no, I love it. Cause I saw that video of those two guys. Um, and they cracked me up because I and I could not stop laughing because he was so hurt. He's like, "You've been you've been spending a lot of time with Toby lately. I'm starting to, uh, starting to feel a little hurt here." Like, what's, it's like, up, yeah, what's going on? You get paid to be here. You yeah, don't get
1: paid like yeah.
0: You don't get paid to be with Toby. You were Toby when you're free. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, uh, if you guys don't know, I'll link back that post that I put up there. It's just gotta have that barbecue buddy love. I, I just could not stop laughing at it. And it just, it was just home. If, if I didn't
1: enjoy being here or doing stuff, I wouldn't have brought you, I wouldn't on the day I'm prepping for another pop-up. I wouldn't have brought you a ton of, a ton of Manchego links for your own pop-up. Are you, are, you, are there Manchego links here? They're not Manchego links here, but I especially I made some <laughs> and showed up at your own pop-up I <laughs> when know. I could have been cooking. I know. I yeah, appreciate so. it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Um, now this question before we get into is my own because I mentioned it briefly last episode, but saw it again at the pop-up,
1: cash only, card only, or both. What do you do? I'm card only because I just don't want to be carrying around the extra cash to deal with change. Hmm. And I also have a rotation of people that usually help me on the front end. Hmm. And so it's just one step that I don't want to, I don't want someone to feel like they have to do perfect math at the front and that they're going to screw something up and mm-hmm. taking that element away. It, it speeds up our ordering time because we don't have to hand up people a change. I do understand the argument that you are uh, that, you're disenfranchising a certain part of the community that doesn't have cards and don't use banks. So I do understand that argument. And that's something like if I'm going to be in a restaurant situation, I don't want to do, but for pop-ups, like I said, since I'm like, like changing out people who are helping on the front end, I don't have a constant there. And I'd also don't want to have to be responsible for carrying cash, making sure I get it to the bank. I'm just eliminating the steps so I can, I can run it better because I'm doing most of this solo. So it's one less thing for me to think about in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, and there's, there's, there's a, there's a downside to that too, because I do card only Uh, square takes their percentage every time. Like I'm getting dinged. I lose about 3% on every pop-up. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the trade-off. I get that. So, for me,
0: I do both, yeah, and I prefer cash. I will get the lockbox, and, you know, that's funny. I think the last uh, few pop-ups I did have, uh, shout-out to Miss Molly, my my not-so-little little lady. She's 16 now, but she comes down, and she helps me. She runs the register, and I, I pay her out for the day. But we do cash and card because you'll make more money. i I personally feel as though I've made more with cash and I will just literally go to the bank and get a hundred dollars in ones. And that's sort of my till. And I just write it on the top of the lid and chalk so that we know, and we use square. So it just tells you exactly how much change and I make sure there's no odd change like 50 cents here or this here. No, it's all round, even numbers. And, um, here's the cheat code. For you guys who are pricing your dishes, don't price it always at like 25 or, you know, 20. Price it a little odd, like 21 or 24 or 23, because then you have that odd change back. You give it back and most of the time they'll just put something on and drop it in a tip jar and that can go to your person uh, doing the register or help you cover your payout costs for the person. So I'll pay out Molly and then she just gets all of the tip money. Uh, That's, that's just what that is. So that works for me. Uh, She gets all the tip out cash and I, uh, we use the house tip cash for covering expenses on, on card. But when I sat down and I did the numbers and I realized just how much I was losing, paying them for their service fees and this fee and all of that, I was like, God. That's a lot. And your banks love you when you bring in cash, too. Because, you know, this was really during the pandemic where no one had cash or change. So because everyone was afraid to touch paper money, they love when I'd bring in cash. like, And they'd give me a little extra perks. So I remember once um, they had something through Squirt giving me like an additional 1,000 free taps for uh, purchases for my pop-ups because of it. And I was like, OK, that's great because that means they're not going to ding me for that. And we'll ask like tap to pay not great cash. All right, great. Some places actually, uh, there's a Jamaican spot that I go to. They charge you less if you pay with
1: cash. Yeah. Like cash or some places get yeah, cash or debit. They charge you less.
0: Yeah. Uh, some gas stations too. But I would personally love to hear from you guys who are on the circuit in the business, small mom and pop, or maybe you got a couple franchises. Are you running card only cash only? Both are using square or using like, acorn or some of the other top level pos systems like i think square is a great intro up to a dollar amount once you cross that certain dollar amount you're better off going to one of these industry standard uh payment systems because then square really starts to hit you and hurt your bottom line but that's just me
1: i'd ask i'd ask.
0: Alrighty. Um, and, uh, you want to start off our questions?
1: Well, I was going to say, uh, so by the time this, or everybody's listening, the first, the first class is starting today for, uh, Leroy and Lewis's, uh, your university U, but they have a second scheduled class for their spring. They're calling it the spring session and they'll have like a fall winter, like a, a summer fall session. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, but March 3rd through 5th. So you could still sign up for that. Um, and you can sign up till the day that they, uh, they start the class. Okay. So, so I just want to remind people that if you're missing the one that starts today, you can, you can still get the one that's going on in two weeks. All right. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Um, other back
0: news, anything, top points you want to touch on? Uh,
1: no, I mean, that's the only one I really wanted to bring up. Cause I, I, I figured we could do again, do a question heavy one. We got a backlog of questions. Yeah. Shout
0: out to Tim for, uh, being a constant listener, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you for the emails and the submission to questions. For those of you who have additional questions that didn't uh, get them in on the link in time, you can always email us at thisweekinbarbecue at gmail.com. And that is where we get a fair amount of our questions submitted to as well in tuning. And here are our responses. But uh, starting it off, Tim asks us a couple of questions. The first one, what are the effects of bricks, uh, brisket oxidation? And what are some techniques you all use to avoid it from happening? So I'm going in the frame of mind that he's talking pre-cook, not post.
1: No, I, I no, I think it's post cook. Like, like when you when you slice it, that's when most people are talking about brisket brisket I took it as the prep
0: because I, I wasn't sure if he was asking in, in regard. We'll we'll address it as both, but I wasn't Yeah, you, sure if you was take asking. you
1: take prep, I'll take I'll
0: take both. Yeah, so prep for me, and I figured he was asking because I mentioned how I leave mine, I'll let my briskets rest overnight seasoned. Right. Uh, so for that, in order to eliminate it, I have a unique, it's not really unique, but I stack my briskets in uh, their containers in a certain way that limits the amount of air that's in there. And then I saran wrap, but a lot of people make the mistake of saran wrapping over and down where you actually need to saran wrap down and up where you're pushing as much air out of that container and vessel as possible. And that I have found really eliminates any level of oxidation occurring over like any parts of the exterior getting dried up and crested out that brown, any of that stuff like that happening. That's like gray shift changing. I found that removes it. But if you do it the other way, you will see a difference. That's sort of why you can see it in, uh, like grocery stores, like, uh, that you can see the the color changing happen on some of the meats on the ones that are just top level saran wrap versus ones that are vacuum sealed with all the air pushed out. That's right. what I was
1: thinking it was talking
0: about, but let's get your, your take too. Uh,
1: if you're talking about when it comes to like service and when you're slicing a brisket. Yeah. Yeah. Like as soon as you slice a brisket, uh, I mean the most, the, like the, the trick that most you'll see most, if you go to a barbecue restaurant, you'll kind of see them slicing in the middle. And what they'll do is they'll immediately, if you're not, if they're getting lean or if they're getting fatty and not lean, they'll immediately turn. So the slice side of the lean is touching the board where there should be some tallow residue mm-hmm. to keep it moist. Because if you leave that side open, it's going to oxidize and dry out quickly. Um, there are a couple things you can do. Uh, when I'm slicing brisket, do you do the swipe? Oh, the, and hit, hit it with a little bit. Of, yeah. 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 So when like if you watch it, like a really good cutter, um, Usually, especially if they do the thing where they'll pour the tallow back over the brisket.
0: Which you should definitely be doing. Don't
1: toss that tallow. Yes, use it. Uh, They'll take a slice and they'll usually, when they put it on the scale, they'll kind of wet their fingers with the tallow from the board and kind of give it like a little, like the slices a little wipe with that tallow. Mm -hmm. And that tallow will kind of form a protective shield over the brisket so it doesn't oxidize as quickly. Exactly. So that when you go take photos you have a nice looking brisket instead of like a dry looking brisket. Um, so that's why, like, if you'd notice, When they take a slice, even slice of fatty, they'll turn and they'll put the slice side down on the board. Now, I mean, this, this happens with other things besides brisket. Like if you cut some ribs and then there's that thing of ribs, Mm -hmm. you can have an oxidized slice. So one thing I learned is you, uh, shout out to lane of Goldie's. He kind of taught me this. You can cut off a really small strip of the rib on that end cut and just cut off a little sliver. And that's so that your, your next slice is already. You don't have that dry bit that you're serving to the customer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's, it's not just brisket. It's basically any meat that's exposed to air for too long. Brisket is the main, like it, honestly, it oxidizes qu- quicker than anything else.
0: Yeah, it does. But it, mind you, the swipe, the tallow, none of it will fix a bad brisket. Right. We've watched videos and we have a new series that we're going to be putting out where we've seen people cut a brisket and it is immediately dry. I'm like, there was never any moisture in this thing. Like what happened? I'm sure you've seen it too. We've sent each other shots. We're like, what happened here? You know, like, where were they going with it? Cause this is
1: this, what? (laughs) All right. So, um, actually this is a good question. Speaking of bad brisket. Okay. Um, CK underscore Cumber asked what's the deal with chopped brisket? He was saying that he feels like it's the bad way to serve brisket. Anytime he gets it, he feels like it tastes like pot roast. Um, is it, is it, are you doing it for an overcooked brisket? Are you doing it for an undercooked brisket? What's the deal with what? I think it is both. I think it's also a way of
0: people being able to make it through these crazy prices right now. And it's an efficiency thing because instead of them having to worry about it getting fully rendered out, fully set, you know, they can cook it till technically internal safe temp and then just chop it so finely that it's okay. You know, it's sort of like um Skylight Inn, they do chopped pork, not pulled pork. Right. Um Shout out to Sam Jones and the whole crew over there and their, and their choppers. But I think it's a way of them being able to save money and save time. I don't offer chopped brisket. Um, I, you've, you, you offer, but but, what are, what is, what is your reasoning behind serving it?
1: Okay. So. Mine comes down to sometimes with the also the aggressive trim mm-hmm. that Texas style trim where you you leave what we call the mohawk or the tomahawk mm-hmm. that like um the hanging chad yeah the, whereas the, the there's hump, the hum the, the you know yeah. I, hey I'm all about a good hum brush so yeah yeah it's, so it's, it's I mean unfair. but there's there's that there's that huge band of fat that you're never gonna fully render mm-hmm. you do can get like burn ins and stuff out of there mm-hmm. but under that is like the leanest part of the brisket it doesn't like after you get done slicing your fatty that section does not make good slices mm-hmm. it does make good chopped brisket for sandwiches because you have all you can mix in a little bit of the fat that you've rendered from there and if you chop it well enough and it's cooked right the, the problem is if it's not cooked right you're not going to have good chopped brisket
0: no.
1: uh, a, a properly cooked chopped like brisket is going to lead to good chopped brisket Very um true. you can also do tricks like again mixing in a little tallow saucing it like there's there are ways to get like, I had really good chop chop beef or chopped brisket sandwich at railhead barbecue. There's in a difference
0: There's a difference between chopped beef and chopped brisket, Right. Yeah.
1: And then I, I think Goldie says a really good chopped brisket sandwich, but it's about using the parts that, you know, aren't going to be great for slicing. Say that like the lean end got a little bit more burnt up and it's, it's got a little more crust. That's still going to make good chop brisket because it's going to have like texture with the other meat. That's like a little fattier. Mm-hmm. Like, um, he like, he was mentioning that it tastes like pot roast and that led me to be thinking like they're wrapping too early or they're wrapping with like beef broth. Like, mm. and they're bra- basically, they're smoking, then basically braising the briskets. Why would you wrap with beef broth? No, that's, no, that's, that's not, that's I mean, not. You haven't seen the competition stuff? I, you know, I hate competition <laughs> barbecue. Don't say that out loud. They listen. <laughs> there are dozens of them.
0: <laughs> they listen.
1: A dozen's, maybe two. <laughs> they listen to us. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I mean, you oh, never gosh. seen like, yeah, like where they they do the beef consommé and shake it. Yeah, with, like, the, I've that, seen. i
0: remember those and I get it, but it's just like here. Yeah, hey,
1: I mean, you're, you are making a pot roast at that yeah, point.
0: You, you are, you are. Yeah. Um, I promise to spritz thoroughly. Sorry,
1: that Luther. You know, yeah, you love Luther. I mean, nah. there, there is, there is, a there is a point to chop brisket. Like, if, uh, if I feel that, like, my flat isn't servable. Like I, I feel like it doesn't make good slices. I make the decision I'll chop, do chop brisket, put it for chop brisket sandwich. If someone wants chop brisket, they can have it, but I'm not going to serve that as slices. Here's a,
0: here, here's, here's free, free game. Uh, Chico, if you do end up in that position, go ahead and stop off, get you some Swiss and buns and get you a, a chopped brisket Philly. And you put that on, on your menu, get creative with it, you know, serve it differently. You're already, you already don't, you're not, you, you want to change how it's presented in a sense. And that's a great way to. Yeah. I mean, a presentation of it. Yeah. And like,
1: the, like for me, like chopped brisket sandwich is like, I hit it with Alabama white sauce and put pickled chilies on it. It's just a different experience. Like it's a different vessel for eating brisket.
0: Oh, uh, speaking of Alabama white, Mr. Chris Lilly is going to be part of the uh, South beach food and wine fest. That just popped into my mind. Cause I was chatting with them earlier and uh, he had mentioned going out there. So I'll put a link to that as well. But uh, yeah, shout out to Mr. Lilly coldest cat slicing birds on, uh, The side of the Mississippi, man. Um, Next question? Yeah, let's go. Huh. What is, uh, oh, here it is. Another one from Tim. Rashid, are you actually going to take your spritz recipe to the grave, or will there
1: be a deathbed confession? (laughs) I picture you like the, uh, the, the Texas <laughs> barbecue guy from, um, planet terror, like where he's dying and he's like, still not giving, not like, the yeah, he's like, uh, like not giving the recipe or like, like until the other guy's guaranteed to die. And then he tells him, he's like, Oh, that was it the entire time. And then they both die.
0: I think who was it? I think it's a uh, barbecue beatdown. Shout out brother. I think it was you who posted, you'd ask your abuelita for a recipe. And all she did was give you ingredients with no measurements, <laughs> no order. She just said, uh, and it was just like a uh, poquito of poquito of that. <laughs> That's all it was. And he goes, this is what happens when you ask your
1: abuelita for a recipe. There's no instructions. It's just, here, go make it. I mean, honestly, my favorite like way of someone giving a recipe is uh, still Rodney Scott on the, on the meat show on, on eater <laughs> on the, with, uh,
0: he had a, uh, was it, was, it, was it, was it the one ma- Bradley
1: Leone No, no, it was them? the meat hook guys. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. And they were talking about, was like, so what's in your thing? It's like, uh, a little paprika, paprika. <laughs> a little paprika, did, some more paprika.
0: He did one with Bradley Leone where he's shaking up the bin and it pops. out I was like, yeah, we didn't need that part of it. <laughs> Shout out to Rodney, man. I can't wait to us. Get back up there, Roll Smoke, uh, Brisket Bill, uh, Uncle Bob. We'll see you guys soon, man. It's a good time around. Um, No, those. As far as the answer, uh, it just took me so long to get. And it is really one of those things that does make my brisket taste different from like everyone else's. Like I've given you everything else, but the spritz is actually what makes it. And it it took me so, so long. And I've got buddies who were there when I finally got it all right. And they're like, you got to put this stuff out. They're saying, ah, yeah I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm gonna just let it ride for a while. But uh, I'm thinking about it. You know, there's two, two, two keys to success. Key number one, never tell everything, you know,
1: never tell, never give away the, uh, the Crisco secret. Exactly.
0: It's, it's nothing but Crisco. Lots and lots of Crisco.
1: We don't use talent. We use Crisco. It's all Crisco.
0: Um, now this one's for you. Uh, Brian, Brian, I know you previously said that The Secret Pint came from a song lyric, but you didn't say which song and why you picked the name. What's the story behind that?
1: Okay, so it's not a lyric. It's it's by a mostly instrumental band. They actually do sing in that song. The song is called Secret Pint by Mogwai off the album Rock Action. I don't even really like that song. <laughs> I, do, I do really like the band. They have some of my favorite songs. Um, but... That name stuck out to me just because I was thinking at the time when I was just kind of thinking of a name, th- yeah, designing yeah. logo, Secret Pint played into kind of like uh, people making moonshine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you get a Secret Pint of moonshine, yeah, yeah. like making moonshine in their bathtub. You get, like You get this little... So like originally like the logo for me was gonna be like a pint jar and secret pine like it went so in that's, a different direction. That's very
0: southern of you. Yeah, yeah. So very southern of you.
1: But yeah, it's it's off of an album called Rock Action, and it's got the song called it's the last song on the album. It's called Secret Pine, and then my smoker is named Helicon One, off of their song called New Path to Helicon One. Ooh, I got a question. Yeah. If you had
0: two, it's a two parter. Yeah. Buckle up, it's a two parter right now. Just popped into the, the old Chrome Dome here. If you had to get a new rig, what kind of rig would it be and who would build it?
1: No comment. (laughs) I mean, like, look, look, look. like it depends on what I'm trying. Okay. If I'm getting another thousand gallons, you get a knock at the door tomorrow. They want to
0: open up Secret Pie and Barbecue. It's fully funded. Who's, Ted, Ted, who's, Ted introduced us to somebody who's giving the me the free roll. pit. <laughs> you, you, you just, you just. There's no. There, as part um, of open up the restaurant, they're going to cover the cost of the build of the pit for you. What's uh, what's it look like?
1: I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to answer. Yeah, it's just. I'm taking, I'm taking the, uh, I'm taking the right road on this one. Taking road. the right road? <laughs> Is there such a thing? Uh, no, uh, no, no, I'm taking, I'm taking the less, uh, the less shade road.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, someone had asked me. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, it was Brother Brian Smith asked me um, about sorry, Penny, sorry, right? Brian. Basically, yeah. He asked me about Penny. He said, if I had the opportunity to buy penny, my current rig as my first rig, would I? And then he followed up asking, would I buy my first rig again? And I said, you couldn't hold a gun in my head to have me buy my first rig again. Oh, uh,
1: I, I agree with you hundred percent.
0: It was a, and I, and I try to warn people. I said, if you're going to do low and slow barbecuing, do not get a diamond plated rig. Do not get diamond plate steel rigs. That's what I had. It is just a giant burn waiting to happen doesn't hold and retains, not the best. I don't care who does it, what have you, don't touch them. Um, Some do it really, really well, but I would not go back to um, what I'd gotten before for my first rig. Now, I appreciate my first rig because I think everyone needs a crappy first rig to to learn all the hard ways to do everything and what have you, right? Um, But if I could have gotten Penny uh, for my first rig, I definitely would have. And I was, I waited, I was on the waiting list like everyone else for penny um, for you. Can't you, I could sell penny now and make double what I paid for because that's how high steel prices have gone up since I had her made. Um, but I would not buy my first rig again, but I would hands down buy Penny as My first,
1: if I could, I, I would buy, like, if I could go back knowing what I know now, I would have bought uh, I would have gotten a 250 primitive instead of the first rig I got like the first big rig I got.
0: Who was the first rig? Bro, he's not going to answer.
1: I'm not I'm not going to answer. <laughs> it. Look, they're nice guys. Yeah, I know. I they're know. welders, they're not engineers. Yeah. So okay. I, I they made reverse flows and I asked them to make a straight offset. Uh and they did weird things. It and so it, and it cooked. The only thing I did right is I got them to build a, a bigger stack than they normally do and a wider stack than they normally do. Yeah. So it pulled that helped, well. That helped your drive. Yeah. It after draft but that was about it no no i get it i get it i just i just had to ask but uh nah. no funny thing brian keenan and i our first rigs were by the same company really Shut yeah up. we got to get keenan on here man we do have to get he's got to
0: stop dodging me like a matrix bullet but we'll get him on here but uh no i wouldn't i wouldn't go back to the to the to the first run of them. um it's just not no nah. and especially now I, I try to tell guys go bigger than what you think if you're go if you can afford it if you're going to get a two fifty, and you have the space, go ahead and get a five. If depending on the cost, because you you'll be surprised if you're actually doing this and you're passionate about it,
1: how quickly yeah. that thing fills up. I would say don't ever go like if it's your first thing and you're not going into a restaurant. I wouldn't say I'd say don't go over a five. At yeah, first yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, No, don't go get a thousand out. Right, yeah, that's yeah. silly. That's insanity. Save, save that, save that, uh, <laughs> save that. Sunny for later, but you don't need that. Yeah. Um,
1: you shoot the next one, bro. All right. So, uh, black Center trigger. I can only get one <laughs> Coach <laughs> underscore P underscore QC.
0: Is this your first time tuning in brother? It's gotta
1: be the first time. <laughs> hey, um, look, look, man, like, I, Dude, the black, the blacks are two very different. Yeah. Like what type of cooking are you? Yeah, do?
0: That's the thing. It's you want to, you want to,
1: you want to make some awesome smash burgers and some chicken teriyaki and like, like have an all around awesome flat top cooker. Get a Sm- Blackstone
0: smokehouse. Hibachi.
1: Uh Dude, like it's going to be cheaper too. Uh, a Blackstone is cheaper than way cheaper than a Traeger. Very cheap. You can get a Blackstone I think for like a
0: buck 79 over at uh Home Depot.
1: Yeah, like all season all season. I think even the big one is less is like right around 400.
0: But those two are very very different use cases. Yeah. You're not smoking
1: on a on a Blackstone and you're not going to be able to get as high a temp for searing on a Traeger. Very true. So
0: weird <laughs> middle um you're better off getting, I don't know. You, you could get a trigger with a hot plate.
1: <laughs> uh, it's still like, I don't even think like they're, they're smoking sear. Like you're not going to get 700 degrees. It yeah. does not hit seven. Yeah. You like,
0: can get super smoke mode where you're back in like a 1994 movie theater with all that smoke, but that's all
1: you're going to get. Um, So get a, get a master built gravity fed. Yes, I sure can. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably, if you're trying to like, that's and probably and this the best. And this isn't a plug,
0: but uh, I can get my 1050 North of seven in less than 12 minutes.
1: And you can smoke on it. And I can smoke on it. It's, like, so you you can, you could throw a, uh, a fl- you could throw one of those flat top. Like, I think you could get two.
0: No, let me do the, let me do the barbecue math. You could get four master built ten fifties for the XL timberline Traeger. Okay.
1: Well, and then if you wanted to, you could throw, which,
0: which still that model still doesn't sear.
1: Yeah, you could throw one of those like flat top griddle cookers on top of a on top of your
0: rack. Yeah, um, the Masterbuilt they have one now. They have a a, a griddle insert. Okay. And so. they I think they just dropped a uh, a pizza oven insert too. Okay. Well, there so, you go. And, and you, yeah, you can get all of that for less than the price of one trigger and get a bag of coal.
1: Are you could you could get a master built and the Blackstone if you wanted you, you to. Could.
0: <laughs> you could. You just do that. Hey, brother, so bump the trigger, just get the master build. Well, you don't even need to get the black stone. All he has to do is get the, the flat top Yeah, I know. For the I, I yeah. know. I was joking that yeah. you could get both, though. You're good. Yeah, if you yeah. got the space, man. Uh, what's next? What was that? What was that? Oh, I'll, I'll hit this one. For you, thoughts on Myron Mixon's line of water smokers versus traditional offsets. This is from uh, SG Ganey. So...
1: I have used one of those water smokers before. What do you think? It's fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, like, like it depends on what you want to cook on it. Like, so for pork or chicken, I think they're fine. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think they're going to cook brisket the same way as like an offset. And why is that? Uh, like just the type of heat and also how moist that heat is. I know mm-hmm. people hate that word, but like it, like, yeah. Oh, This is an ASMR hour brought to you by. Brought to you up by moist briskets. (laughs) Um, No, it's just, it's just too much moisture in the chamber. Yeah. like That bark is going to fight. Yeah. Um, Again, those, like, I think those rigs are, are meant for like a different style of cooking. I think so. I like, there's a reason, like, I like traditional offset. I like to get that convective heat. You like the the, the reverse flow for space, and that you can get both convective, and radiant heat. Yeah. Um, uh, with with the water smoker, you're filling up a bunch like you're filling up a pan with water. You're you're getting some smoke in there, but you're also getting a lot of steam. A ton of steam. And I distinctively remember watching an old
0: episode of the original Pitmasters, and his sprung a leak during a cook, and that would freak me out. Like uh, last thing I want <laughs> my like, smoke is uh is a, that much water. Just
1: I mean the good thing is it. you probably don't get a grease fire, right? Uh,
0: but the bad thing is if you do get a grease fire, you're really screwed because it's <laughs> like, spreading <laughs> it's
1: spreading fast. If you like you have so much grease that you get a grease fire on top of your water smoker.
0: You need to clean more. Speaking of dirty smokers.
1: <laughs> what? Oh god. <laughs> we can't
0: talk about it because you won't let me. Uh. You guys don't understand oh, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, just okay. how much I, just say, like, I still, I still uh, hold back. Okay, uh, no, 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 I'll, I'll say it.
1: I'll say it. I can show them out. If if you think you got a pick a snack because you lifted your pork butter brisket and it left a little morsel on the bottom, that's not a pit snack. That's a that's not a pit snack. That's a dirty smoker. That's a
0: dirty smoker. That's a dirty grate. You need yeah. to clean your grates, people. Yeah, it should so, it should not stick that much. It should not. If you've got amazingly, you know, well done grates, everything should lift easily. Yeah, it's just, it's just like that. That's that. and if it's looking you either lift it too soon, it's just like when you're getting that hard seared, that my artifact on in a Dutch oven on a cast iron. If the meat is fighting to come off, then you're pulling too early. It's not it's not done sealing. It's not done sealing, or it's caked on fond that you didn't scrape and clean properly. So either way it's not a good look. That's not a pit snack. <laughs> uh next up here so we went we'll,
1: we'll see how that turns out we'll like we had, we had a conversation about that we'll see how that turns we'll,
0: out we'll see we'll see i'm not worried about it yeah. i've gotten sick enough i'm good <laughs> i already know where i'm not getting barbecue this year uh oh this is this is different uh let's see here what is your favorite alcohol to cook with and what does it do to your dish Huh. My favorite alcohol to drink while cooking is obviously bourbon. But my favorite one to cook with is red wine. I love making sauces with red wines. Not so much wine. It's like I'll do a little light Alfredo with some brands and what have you. But I like um, the extra com- complexity that it brings to the dish. I also like just the color. Like I like cooking with my eyes as well. And it's very tricky when doing stuff like that because you never want the sauce to break. Or, and you never want to split your sauce, so you're just really slowly working it in, dropping those knobs of butter, making sure everything's nice and smooth, but not too much to where it lifts and separates. But uh, that's my that's, that's my thing. I, uh, red wine, which I feel like is going to surprise a lot of people. <laughs> but, yeah, I know uh, some cats use different cognacs and, 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 and sherries and stuff like that, but
1: I do red wines. Uh, a good shiner and some chili. <laughs> I'm a simple dude. Uh, No, I mean, there's only one answer I can give that you'll accept, and it's that's not true. Spanish video wine for 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 a very specific sausage. That's weird. Yeah, so I'll I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, And honestly, so that's how I approach alcohol. Is if I'm trying to or if I'm trying to pull off a dish, I will go out of my way to get the proper alcohol. I think I went to like three or four stores when I made lap chong just because mm. I wanted to find, uh, I'm, hopefully I pronounced it right, the Baiju wine that's made with uh, shorghum, or sorghum. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, it took me a while to find it. Um, but like I wanted to m- make that dish right. So I made sure I had the right alcohol to do it and not replace it with something else. Nice. That was good. I like that. Yeah. Thanks, Lacey. Appreciate it.
0: Uh,
1: this comes from our buddy Chewy. You want to take it? breaking in a new smoker. What's the first thing you cook to get a feel after the briskets? I mean, the easiest one is really oh, after the biscuits, after the biscuits, yeah. after the brisket biscuits. Yeah. That's um, the line right there. I mean, if you're, if you hate yourself, you go straight to brisket. But like, honestly, I just go like a pork butt. Like, cause it gives you, like it's forgiving in temperature fluctuations, so you can kind of dial in. You can figure out and take notes on how much wood you need to add to hit a certain, to hit a certain temperature. Like if my if my temperature spikes to 300, three hours to cook on a pork butt. I'm less concerned than if my temperature spikes to 300, three hours in on a brisket cook. Very true. Um. So, some, doing something forgiving like that, I honestly like to do like a half chicken just to see how, kind of like how much wood I need to get hotter because. Half chickens to get that good crispy skin, you need to cook a little hotter. Mm-hmm. So that's a good way to gauge like, oh, I need to be, this is how much wood I need to push the rig. Yeah. Um, what, what are your... So um, I always recommend to people
0: after you've seasoned on your biscuit, I do a whole chicken. Keep it fatty. Let that fat fly. Let it drip. Let it coat everything. Add that extra. Um depending on the style of cooking you're going to be doing, make sure that thing's got some fresh herbs and there's some garlic, some rosemaries, all that stuff tied up underneath that skin. So it's, you know, it's confine, which is just a fancy fresh term for cooking in fat and just letting that, all that oil come around and just, you're just using the best of it. Um, I, sure. I love doing whole birds and literally every one of my rigs that I've ever gotten, after I've seasoned, the first cook is always whole bird,
1: always. Uh, so do you throw, do you do the uh, cast iron skillet underneath it with some onions?
0: I do. So uh, I actually, um, as I'm firing up the grates and everything, I rub the grates down with the raw onion. And I mentioned this in a video years ago when I was seasoning Penny, cause I seasoned her live for the first round of it. And someone had it asked me what I was doing with like a handful of a ball of onion, I was like, I'm onion. And I do the same thing with the grates and my cast iron skillets. When I get a brand new cast iron skillet, I rub it down with raw onions because of the chemical in the onion that lifts that little uh, metallic taste out, so it doesn't get baked in in the uh, in the seasoning process.
1: Oh, okay. I was going a different way with it. Oh, because no, no, I no, just no. like That's chicken. What... I, I like chicken fat cooked onions. Oh, <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. You no, like, no. Uh, you you, 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 you have a more technical, like actual, thoughtful things. Like I just like chicken fat on vegetables.
0: No, no, chicken fats. Chicken fats really good on vegetables. I love. Uh, we had um, lamb fat tomatoes. It was absolutely delicious. Uh, but, yeah, I, I rub down all my cast irons with onion and I rub down my grates on new rigs with onions. And I do it again when I'm re-seasoning my rigs, like when I'm doing a beer, like fresh, like fully scraping everything down, polishing it up, the onions come back out. Uh, that was good. Dang, hope that helps out, you. <laughs> you can. <laughs> I guess I'll read this one.
1: I, like, I, I don't even know how to read this question. <laughs>
0: If you had an American barbecue Uh, showdown. Oh, okay. I
1: I was reading to say, if you had an abs down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If
0: you had an American barbecue showdown with Franklin, Malcolm, I'm guessing they're talking Reed, Chef Tom from How to Barbecue Right, Matt from Meat Church, who would win? And this is from Jay Fitch. Malcolm. Hmm? Malcolm. I think they're, uh, uh, so do they mean us included or them?
1: Oh, I'm just going to say, let's just, uh, let's go both ways. Okay. If it's just the four of them, I'm going. I put my money on Malcolm. Malcolm Reed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How to barbecue? Right. Shout out. I believe he's got a podcast too called How to Barbecue Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean,
1: shout out, like much love to Matt Matt Pittman and and See you soon, and she, and Chef Tom of uh, All Things Barbecue. All things. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, no disrespect there, but no, that's
0: a solid. Um, and no one said Franklin. That's bad. I.
1: I'm a John Lewis cat. Okay. (laughs) That's all I'll say. Okay.
0: Okay. There you go. There you go. Uh, Now, if you had to put yourself in the mix, what would the ranking order be? Do you think you'd hold your own or do you think it's a sweep? What do you think?
1: Uh, Okay. Are we? So it's not, we're not
0: cooking competition style, right? No. So they're going from like American barbecue showdown. So if you yeah, I I think
1: I I honestly, actually, Uh, I I take that back. Probably chef Tom. You think? Because he's more chefy.
0: Yeah, but my season wasn't very chefy. It wasn't very think, chefy. I don't think it was chefy.
1: Yeah, but that's. I think that's why you stood out. because you were doing elevated stuff Uh-oh. over. Yeah,
0: I think it just counts because I'm tall, so I naturally elevate uh, myself. <laughs> you over naturally stood else. out. <laughs> um, but I'll I'll answer if I'm if I'm in the mix. Oh, I'm sweeping. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, clean, I'm sweep. A, clean sweep. Clean I'm, sweep. I'm handing everybody their business. Why? Because he said it's American barbecue showdown style. So I'm skipping ahead and I'm going straight to the open fire saddle cross and I'm I'm laying hands on. Everybody.
1: Yeah, I, I would I would love to see uh <laughs> love to see Franklin cook on a cook okay. on a lang and then see Malcolm Reed cook on like a straight off set. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah no so for, for me if I have to pick and like we get to choose like the setups and it's no rigs, just flame, oh I'm sweeping.
1: Yeah, honestly, honestly now that I think about it, Matt Matt uh, Matt Pittman and Chef Tom probably have a Uh, Like a little bit of a leg up in that, like the four person competition because they've cooked on so many different styles of pit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so,
0: so, so, but that's, 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 uh, that's that's my (laughs) rig. I'm going, I'm going open fire all day and we're doing a whole animal, no dials, no knobs, no thermometers, a shovel, your knife
1: and a match. Let's go. Hey, uh, got a quick question for you. Yeah. I know you're, I know what the answer to this is going to be. Do you inject your butts?
0: Man, I like my cheeks non-GMO, brother. All natural. All natural. <laughs> All natural. Uh, no needles here. I do not inject my butts. I understand at times what people do. Um, but but I don't I don't inject my butts. I neither do I. Good question, though. I appreciate it. Thanks, you uh thanks, brother Fritch. Uh when are we going to see more dishes from home? Oh, I guess for me. Um working on it. You heard Lee. We're working on it. <laughs> we 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 actively are. We we really really are working on it. Yeah, I, I don't I
1: don't I don't do cooking videos, so yeah. this is all you. <laughs> yeah. I feel uh, like we've been talking about that like almost every day.
0: Yeah, we really are, though, guys. You guys just <laughs> if you knew how much stuff happens outside of these four walls, we really are working. Um all right. I think we can maybe do two potentially squeeze Three. So, what's the next one we want to hit here? Oh gosh, the petty submitted.
1: Here, I'll, I'll do one. Yeah, what's your uh, what's your personal record on the squat? Oh, Hedo Supreme wants to know.
0: Oh, he <laughs> wants to do a squat off, and I told him, yeah, the moment you can donate either five or ten k to uh, Smoke and Hope, I'll do well, it.
1: Well, what if we what if we did this? What if we did this? There we we, uh, we throw it out there mm-hmm. if we can raise five k for Smoke and Hope and five k for the Zavala Family Foundation. Then we'll do the squad. Off. We'll do, yeah, we'll do. A, but we'll but do every, a every, like like we, like we get the listeners to like help pitch in and we
0: yeah yeah let's put something together let's figure it out because me I because Jonathan hit me up too He was like you saw it I was like yeah he's like what are you going to do it's like nothing it's like why I was like I don't accept challenges for free and he can't afford me <laughs> I'm
1: expensive I got stuff to but, do but if if people want to see it
0: and we raise enough then money they got, then they got to tune in I I do stuff for charity all the time yeah I'm fine like I I we. You know, we run the business, we give away more than what we make. Um, so I'm like, I've got nothing to gain and none of the charities benefit from this. It's just going to make a mess of my workout cycle. Like, fine, raise some money, do some good, then come back to me. but that, well, That's just random. That's like me going up to LeBron. Hey, let's go play a game of horse. Who are you again? Why? <laughs> i got stuff to do. Do a great big positive impact for good and then we'll do something.
1: Oh, right, well, he has another question. What's your favorite bite of barbecue?
0: <sighs> bite.
1: That is a tricky one. My favorite bite of barbecue. I'll um, Give you time to think. My favorite one. Yeah. Still stands out. It was like the first time that we cooked down. You rendered down a bunch of fat from something we were cooking from Snake River, and just straight up gave me like the brisket, Chicha. Yeah, it was just like yeah. a rendered was, down was, piece of fat that had been going for like two hours on. Yeah, a hot plate. we
0: did. We did. It was the day we did that. Uh, that whole um, that whole wagyu roast. Yeah. It was a Wagyu roast we got from Snake River, and I, yeah. that's when we did it on the salt block.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I was running it down block. more and more, and he was like, what's that? I was like, this is, just try it. Just, just try it. Just give it a go. It was so,
0: good. Yeah. Uh, so if, good.
1: If someone's doing a whole hog and the head's still on, give me a little bit of the jowl or cheek meat. Oh, I straight up took the ears from the hogs at, uh, at, uh, <laughs> at, at Holy Smokes. At Holy Smokes, yeah. <laughs> I
0: snagged those ears. I was like, those are mine. Yeah. It's like, I've been up t- feeding these. Um, my, my favorite bite. Goodness gracious! Um, the the oyster on a chicken. It's also really good. Oyster on chicken is very good. Um, which it's not actual oysters, So, chicken. Uh, right. I know it's not barbecue, barbecue. But if I had to say like the best, the best dish that blew my mind last year was the hot pot from King.
1: Rabbit? No, it's, it, no, it's King barbecue, King barbecue, uh, Jackrabbit Philly. Yes. Yeah. King barbecue is their barbecue. You got to say the of, whole thing. Like of Jack- yeah, yeah, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant is Jackrabbit Philly. And then King barbecue is what they're the doing. Offshoot, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Check them out. When I tell you, like, it was one of those moments I have it on camera. I was walking away and I had to stop and turn around and I went back and talked to him. I was like, this was just such a great, I know it was, it's not necessarily barbecue, but I counted as such because for the broth, he had smoked and broke down a couple plates of beef ribs. And that was a bomb. And at the end, he came and and gave me some. Um, but that that I was definitely there. Check them out. Hit them one more time. King.
1: It's King barbecue King barbecue. And they're they're an offshoot of Jackrabbit Philly and Jackrabbit Philly is outside Charleston. You, did, you didn't go to the restaurant on Sunday, did you?
0: No, I didn't. We were yeah, yeah. we were back
1: out. Yeah, right. no, yeah. Everybody showed up at the restaurant because Hoodoo Brown was doing a co- a collab with them. I'm telling. I so, told so
0: I'll still put money up against you, and, you and you and uh, you and Tyler. I told him <laughs> I got I got two stacks on my man right here. Anytime y'all wanted to smoke, we got it in post oak and
1: hickory. Mm. Post oak and hickory. Does it change the answer for you, either of you guys if it's just your favorite bite of meat? I mean, like, I, I, like, I'm thinking that when he was mentioning it, because everybody usually just says that 1st burnin' Texas burnin' slice of brisket. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that's everybody's favorite. I Like, for me, it's in rib. Like, we talked about this last week. In ribs. In ribs, yeah. In ribs. Uh, then it's very specific of, like, when we're saying, like, pig ears for you. Like, that, that cheek meat from a like, whole hog. Like, yeah. that's, like... Um, Honestly, like once you've cooked enough, it, it becomes like the bits and parts. It
0: is. It's not even the whole. It's the little the little things that no one gets.
1: Yeah, and then like when I, we say the chicken oyster, it's literally this. There's two of them on a chicken. They're kind of underneath, and there's like these little pockets. Kind are they under like kind of the thighs on the back mm-hmm. end? Um, I, I, actually, one of the best things I ever had. I guess it's it's yakitori. So it's it's yeah yeah it's Japanese barbecue, uh, chicken tails, chicken butts. Yep. Yeah. Your chicken butt our yakitori is incredible. Like they're just—they're kind of gelatinous. They got some fat. They're—they're they're crispy. When they do it right, it's awesome. That's a—that's an incredible bite of, of barbecue. And uh, we'll round it out with which petty sister is your favorite today.
0: And I'd have to say none because you guys have been giving me hell all week. You know I had to call in the reinforcements, and I'm glad I did. I don't care what you want to call me. 'Cause you guys literally called me everything under the sun over the last three days. But uh shout out, shout out to my brother in law, Jeremy, for coming and uh give, give me that, that support. It was, it was, it was just vicious. It was brutal. They even, they even dragged Corey into it. Things got, it was just out. It was outrageous. Did I, did I get thrown under the bus yet? You got saved by some, by some streak of blood <laughs> wow. They got distracted, but I'm gonna remind them cause I need, I need to spread this heat, man. But, uh,
1: uh, well, uh let's do one. Let's do one more question. There's, okay. there's one more. Okay. After wrapping, does it make a difference if you finish the rest of the cook in the oven instead of a smoker for brisket or pork butt after the stall? I mean, my moral compass won't let me. I, it's kind of a, it's like
0: a, it's a point of pride thing. Yeah. Cause like I've already done all of this work. Like, I mean, if you really do want to save some wood and maybe get a little bit of rest, if times are hard, maybe, yeah, maybe you're, maybe if mean, you're cooking in a, you know, tumultuous climate, like in the, yeah, I, I can understand it. But I, if you're going all out, you should, you know, work the rotation. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I've never, no, you,
1: I, you can totally do it. Uh the issue is, with an oven, um, especially on a, if you're doing a packer brisket, oh, yeah. you're gonna start cooking the flat faster than you cook the point in an oven, and you're
0: gonna have to constantly keep rotating the heck out of that thing, right? The, the heat space in there, so yeah. If you've got it fired up and you've got the wood in time, you might as well. It's just gonna be the same noise, We're like,
1: all right, well, now the time are rotating. Also, how accurate are ovens? Uh, like over. if if you're if you're using like an industrial. Like kitchen oven, accurate. If you're using like a home oven, not accurate because what they do is they hit a temp, and then they'll they come down a little bit, and then they'll they they'll spike, refire yeah. up to like. So a lot of people say, "Hey, rest your brisket in the oven if it goes down to 170." You're really not resting at 170 because a lot of times you're going to go past when it tries to heat up to get back to 170. So it'll be running at like 180, 190.
0: You're better off using one of the plug-in Yeah. that just holds it, and that's going to be
1: better. Yeah.
0: But um, no. I mean, it's
1: it, like if it's all you got, sure. Like some people's ovens go down to 150 and that's amazing. Like th- at that point, you're good. But at, like 170, you're not truly running at 170 all the time.
0: And lastly, by Roland Smoke 8020, after a huge cook, do you ever want to eat vegetables or food besides barbecue? I never eat my cue on when I do cooks. I, <sighs> I, I I rarely get to eat whenever I do do cooks. Um but I and I eat veggies everywhere. I make sure all majority of my breakfast is ninety eight percent of them. If they're not a shake or something, start with like leafy green arugula, raw and some raw cherry tomatoes. Uh,
1: I mean, so I try if I have time, I'll try and make a tray for everybody, like just one tray for everybody to share it to work. So you get a bite a little of everything, we can take notes, see what's mm-hmm. better. Again, learn that from the Goldies guys. Shout out to them. Like I don't like I'll always give credit to where I learned something from. There you go. Um uh, but like, when oh, I'm done with barbecue. Like that's the last thing I want to eat like, after a service. Last thing I want to eat. Thankfully, like on this last one, uh, my friend candy who does soup belly, she sent me home with some, uh, uh, homemade crab ragoon and some vegetable spring rolls and some, uh, pineapple fried rice. And so that was my dinner. Oh, and Buffalo chicken pot stickers. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I like the last thing I want to eat, honestly, is barbecue once I'm done.
0: I'm not allowed to say anything, so I'm going to end it there. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of This Week in Barbecue. I am your host, Rasheed Phillips, and joining me, as always, is Mr. Brian Hall And the voice you see, well, the voice you hear, but the face you don't see. <laughs> Lee.
1: The voice you see and the face you hear. There it is. <laughs> or should us-
0: say my full name, Lee Garman. Yeah, why not? Everyone else is. Yeah, I suppose. I, I never said it. So I'm, she'd, I want to be known as Sheed like share just one word. Sheed. Sheed. <laughs> Moist.
1: Before we go. Can we can, do you want do you want a clay Davis like she no, <laughs> do don't. you don't have references? Yes, okay? I do,
0: but, and no, I don't. And uh this has been This Week in Barbecue, the Barbecue Focus podcast that introduces you both the good, the bad, and everything in between in the world of barbecue. Please. And I'm sorry for that last thing. He's <laughs> not, he's really he, he's not. Tell a friend to tell two friends and be good to one another, ladies and gentlemen. Take care.